0: Jada, calm down.
1: I'm I'm Just calm, calm,
0: no, calm down. I'm, I'm, I said calm down.
1: I think you're getting a little heated. <laughs> Here, drink more coffee.
0: <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. That's a great way to de-escalate that, Jada.
2: Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And, you know, that brings us to our topic today.
1: (laughs) We've talked about this topic before. We've talked about why it's important and uh, kind of how to do it. But we haven't talked a whole lot about scenarios in which we've seen it used. We're talking about de-escalation.
0: Yeah, and not just kind of your average de-escalation, but, like...
1: Alternative
0: methods. Yeah.
1: Things you wouldn't think of. Which brings us to our news story today. Welcome to the news portion of the podcast with your host, me.
0: That did not take long.
1: All right. No, it didn't take long to get us here, but oh my goodness, do we have a doozy of the story? This might be the alligator story.
0: Might no. just be
1: the alligator story.
0: <laughs> no, because anybody that's going to use a caiman as an improvised weapon, that's got to be the best story we've had. So I'm very interested. I'm very
1: entertained by this one. Okay. okay? All
0: right.
1: So this one starts in front of a guy's house where he's trying to pull his car into a parking spot in front of his own house where a dude in a moving truck takes it as like an aggressive move didn't i guess didn't know the guy lived there or whatever but takes it as an aggressive move now the guy in the moving vehicle his dad had just died like the day before and so he's not in the greatest state of mind yeah Mm -hmm. you know um takes what the guy did as an aggressive move opens the dude's car door and is like hitting him in his car like attacking him in his car the dude in the vehicle doesn't understand what's going on but is now like screaming back and forth and finding the dude off in his car draws his legally carried firearm okay and is now pointing at the guy the other dude yells something that was incomprehensible to the dude who pulled his gun and reaches for his waistband and gets behind the other vehicle So they are now what could be a gunfight, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they're yelling back and forth. Little do they know, a third party is walking up. And he's holding up a phone, like videoing. And he's saying something about why people got a fight and all of this. And, you know, uh, he walks up. (laughs) What the third party says is they got it. All I know is they got into a vocal argument that soon turned physical. Um, One dude puts some hands on the other dude and darn near snatches him out of the car. Then the one drew down on him. He was technically in the right. The other dude backed all the way back. Um, One man can be seen standing in the middle of the street pointing a gun at the second man who is kneeling behind a car. Get out of the way, the armed man shouts. While the other one dares him to shoot it. (laughs) Um, Waiting right into the line of fire, third party begs, yo, back up. Hey, y'all ain't got to kill nobody today. (laughs) He just attacked me in my freaking car, the armed man exclaims, still pointing the gun squarely at the now advancing second driver chill, put it down, bro, it's all love, it's 2021, bro, (sighs) he says before giving the highly irate driver a hug, (laughs) and then walking to the second man to give the same, the two men made up later that day, he wrote, (laughs) oh gosh, (laughs) yeah, and he goes, I love everybody, no matter what the color background, and I just wanted the argument to stop, so he goes, so I gave out hugs. The driver and the man who pointed a gun at him are now friends.
2: (laughs) Was third party high?
1: I think so. Okay. There is a video, but I didn't watch it. (laughs) I was just going, what in the world just happened? Because it has the story from, like, a couple different perspectives.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just... Trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he, the guy waited. The guy came into the the third party came into the situation. And he was because I felt God weighing in on me heavy,
2: is what he's quoted in saying. We are not suggesting that you hug someone who's holding a gun. <laughs> Apparently, unless the Holy Spirit leads you to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I told you it was wild.
0: Yeah,
2: I didn't know if it was
0: honestly going to live up to it or not, but yeah, it lived up to the hype. Um, hmm. Oh. Wow. Okay. So hugging, I guess, is a the power of a hug. Possible people. de-escalation technique.
2: Power of a hug. Sorry, I'm a visual person. I'm just watching us all walking around hugging people that are. Although, us all. if I'm
0: <laughs> angry,
1: don't touch me.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what, that's right. what I'm sitting here thinking. If I am sitting there already that mad, and this person, third party person, comes up and hugs me, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. I don't the know dude said gonna... he
1: was just confused. The one holding the gun, he he said, I was just confused because I've got one dude screaming at me to like daring me to shoot it, and the other one. Is coming up trying to give me a hug And talking about love and peace And he goes I'm real. I was real- I was just confused And he goes It was just kind of Surreal I don't know <gasps>
0: I can understand that mm-hmm. um, Still trying to Okay i not Wow <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah But the, the dude offering hugs Stepped in between the two dudes And like just walked up to the dude And gave him a hug And I was just okay 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 wow all
0: right so other de-escalation techniques that may not get you shot can we talk about those (laughs) because that's all i'm thinking about is i'm going to step in between two guys that are drawing down on each other one and then possibly the other because it was never really stated whether he had a gun or not or what said he like reached for his waistband and then Duck behind his vehicle?
1: Yeah. From what I understand, he didn't have a gun.
0: He just tried to make it look like he had one?
1: It was just weird. Hmm. Okay. Oh, he's reaching for his caiman.
2: <coughs> Sorry. I don't know. You got a that gun? I like got an caiman. alligator. Where buddy? was that? Caiman. Where was caiman that alligator or caiman crocodile?
0: I don't know. I've but had, it, we've had this discussion on another one. I can't But
2: you, you had it in the podcast with Tim.
0: Okay. So we're going to talk about some traditional and also non-traditional ways of de-escalating situations um some things that we think of i you know every time we talk about de-escalation oh speaking of which forgot to mention kylie's not here and gentry is here so hello gentry hi yeah we kind of like just jumped right into it all and
2: it's okay
0: yeah um you're on here enough to yeah yeah Mm just just like Mm -hmm. Regular guest. I'm still, it's still, that one, the the story is still playing through my head a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So some traditional and some obviously very non-traditional ways (laughs) of de-escalating a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I've been involved in a couple that would be considered a very traditional uh, de-escalation situation. One of which was like my previous job. Um, We would always, if somebody stole something um, and they got out of the store, we would follow them. And, um, you know, find out where they were going, not ever put our hands on them, not ever do anything like that, but that way we could just say, "Hey, police, they are right there." Mm-hmm. And um, one situation the the situation that ended that was when we went into where well, I came up, and um, boss lady comes up, she says, "You know, you're the other guy, chased these guys down." Uh, you need to go after him, find him. He went that way. So I take off that way and, uh, just come back from lunch. I didn't know what was going on. I pull up in my truck and found my buddy and he is talking to two guys. I didn't think anything about it until I get out of my vehicle and I hear my buddy say, all right, now go ahead. And then the first thought in my head was, oh crap, what did I get myself into? <laughs> And I walk up, and now I'm trying to calm down to very irate individuals that were actually not there at the store, um, claiming to didn't, not knowing the person. So I tried to take the, hey, we're not here for you. Um, who's following the guy that stole some stuff from the store? So, you know, I just tried to, like, calm the situation down. And I, in a situation like that, you're kind of picking the, you, if you have multiple people, you look at the most level-headed person. Mm-hmm. And you start talking common sense to them and talking in that monotone voice, just really kind of all on the same level, like you're trying to lull someone to sleep. And uh, after a while, his crazy brother was, like, yelling. My buddy would would chime in every once in a while with something uh, that I'd have to, like, stop him from speaking. Mm -hmm. And then uh, eventually got him back in the vehicle, and we took off. Um, That was a very traditional kind of way of dealing with it. Another time my wife and I were at a wedding and on our way out from this like single lane little dirt road that it was the wedding was being held at, this guy pulls up and blocks my way out and gets out of his vehicle, start yelling, cussing and everything at us and uh accusing me of running over his dog in his front yard and he didn't see who ran over his dog. He didn't know anything about it. It wasn't us. We'd have been in a wedding for two hours. You know, so then it's just like go into that de escalation mode, calm, level headed, blah, blah, blah. All the while I have my hand on the door handle, and I thought if he gets too close, if he reaches, I'm gonna open this door into his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know my wife, Julie, she, she said, I've never seen you go into that mode. I've seen you teach it, I've seen you talk about it a lot, I've never seen you just like flip the switch and go there. So that's that kind of that first level. It's just kind of like flip the switch, speak super calmly and have a plan the entire time in case Mm -hmm. it goes bad and then be able to execute that plan if it does go bad. But that's that very traditional version.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, just keeping it that calm, monotone voice and bringing everybody back down to a reasonable level. It's like taking that moment where it could go the next step up Mm -hmm. and bringing it a step down instead. Mm -hmm. Then there are like the non-traditional forms Mm -hmm. of de-escalation and that's And sometimes that's just um, reading the situation well enough to know whether your traditional form of de-escalation is going to work or not. Because there are some situations where it just won't. Yep, absolutely. Um, And then you have to resort to something else that doesn't doesn't look like Like, de-escalation. Not what you would traditionally think. It
0: could almost possibly look like escalation.
1: Mm-hmm. In yes. some cases, and now you did have a story at one point of a dude that of an instructor that was that just thought de-escalation didn't work at all, you know, and always gave someone else crap for teaching it.
0: I can't exactly remember who it is. so if by chance you're listening, I apologize uh, not to discredit you or take this away from you or anything like that. I just cannot remember exactly where this came from.
1: And the story applies. So,
0: yeah. So uh, this guy he was talking about the fact that he did not think de-escalation was a viable means of uh, self-defense and he was talking to another instructor uh, and they were talking about it one really believed in it the other one did not and the one that did not he had a situation where these two dudes come up and uh, started threatening him and he said he looked at him and says you're not going to do anything he said you he said because if you guys decide to attack me I'm going to break your leg And he looked at the other guy and he says, and you're going to run away crying like a little girl. Uh, And he said it just completely stopped them in their tracks. And they ended (laughs) up not uh, attacking him and everything. And he went back to his buddy to explain to him how de-escalation does not work. Verbal de-escalation does not work. (laughs) Until his buddy pointed out that um, what he actually did was just verbally de-escalate the situation. Because then he used it. He used the same thing. He used verbal de escalation. He just did it differently, mm-hmm. where he started saying, you know, hey, uh, you're actually, you can use posturing mm-hmm. as a verbal de escalation technique.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to flip in the middle of a situation. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, like, I don't think I have any concrete examples of this, but especially when there's more than one person on mm-hmm. the other side, like mm-hmm. more than one person threatening like maybe one i think in
0: a situation where you might have to change it would be easier to go from calm to not calm Mm -hmm. than to try to do it the other way around
1: exactly because i think if
0: you do it the other way around it's going to show weakness and you're not trying to show weakness Mm -hmm. in any of these situations you know
1: but starting out with that calm traditional de-escalation the trying to talk it down that way Mm -hmm. the problem is other parties will feed off of each other's energy too Mm -hmm. so if your calm energy isn't getting through then you might have to do that switch in the middle. Like, you yeah. see that the calm de-escalation isn't working, and now you have to switch to the almost arrogant. You, if you try something, this will not end well for you. It's like, and go ahead and switch, because sometimes calm de-escalation can be taken as weakness, or yeah, just absolutely. fear, and sometimes they feed off of it. Because, like, I could see it switching to two people going, oh, well he's just saying that because he's scared. He doesn't want to get... It's mm-hmm. Like, all right, you know what? This is what's going to happen to you if you continue. Yeah. Walk away now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I think even when you're doing that calm, cool, collected kind of thing, you, it needs to be a confident calmness.
1: Mm-hmm. Calm, you know, confident, like Caesar Milan, the dog trainer, says. <laughs> I've never watched
0: that show. So, but anyway.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Jada. We have no idea.
1: No, I just thought it was funny because this whole thing in dog training is uh, you have to be calm and confident for your dog to want to listen to you. And we were like, wow, people are the same way. It's bad that I actually use that though, like in teaching. What?
0: Hmm. Right, right. I don't put know. Put that up on it the table. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one example of non-traditional de-escalation. I think sometimes igno- Sometimes ignoring something will escalate it further, and sometimes ignoring something will calm someone down, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. or stop two people who were otherwise, you mm-hmm. know, feeding off of each other mm-hmm. from really having fun, because you get a whole different side. So there was this... Um, There was a situation where I was walking to my car from work and these two guys came around the corner and they were obviously under the influence of something, you know, but it's two grown men and I'm walking to my car, which is inside of a gate, okay? And the entrance to the gate is the only way out, you know, there's not, it it wasn't open on the other side. There's another gate on the other side, but it wasn't open. Mm -hmm. So I've got one way in and out of this to get to my car. I get on the inside. Um, and these two guys come around the corner and they were, you know, using violent language and I could tell that they were not great. And I was just trying to ignore it and get to my car, you know, Mm -hmm. walking to my car and they start looking at each other. It's like, oh, look at her over there. She probably thinks we're going to try and rob her. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go get her. And like, they start to veer the other way. Like, really? (laughs) and I was just like, oh, this is great. But something told me that if I turned the other way and addressed them, that it would just encourage them and make mm-hmm. me have to stop, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm over here going, I am 10, 20 feet from my car. It's like, I am just going to keep going and completely ignore it because I felt like if I turned and looked at them, mm-hmm. it would speed them up, mm. you know, and turn it more into a chase thing. Because especially when someone's under the influence, they don't react like... Um,
0: or normal like rational a, person mm-hmm. would.
1: Exactly. You know, whereas a normal rational person, you know, they might think... She's using her voice, you know. Uh, she's not going to be quiet. We're going to back off so we don't get caught. Two people feeding off of each other's energy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they, that can turn it into more of a hunt, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, escalated even more. Mm-hmm. And so I chose to ignore it, get into my car and lock the door and turn it on and flick the lights on. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I was in the car and they heard the doors lock, it switches, they turn and walk right back out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um... It was just... So they, did get,
0: they did get inside the gate?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of them. The other one was still outside.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but I turned on the car, and I pulled right back around out of the gate and back around the dojo, and I opened the back door and went in and hold Brian and Scott immediately, what had just happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were able to go out and go look. But it was just kind of one of those things where we know that uh, the de-escalation tactics and we know that you're supposed to normally address a threat before it gets close you know but at that point they had already expressed violent intentions but they did it in a light of making it sound like it was just supposed to be fun for them Mm -hmm. i don't want to make it fun
0: and you were when saying all this if you were further away from your vehicle at that point in time it probably would have had to change Exactly. You would have had to. Cha- you would have had to directly say something to them. You would have had to, if they were in between you and your vehicle, or anything along those lines. The fact that that kind of lined up in a way where you were right there at your vehicle and able to kind of get to it before they could get to you mm-hmm. helped that situation out for you some too, mm-hmm. and and change, you know, the way you may have dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or in, in in some cases, turn around and just come straight back in. Yeah, you know?
1: And that's where you just have to. But most people would just say like follow your instincts i guess yeah but you have to use some people smarts because <laughs> i felt like if i changed my pace or turned and acknowledged them in any way it was going to end up worse yeah. like it was going to make it f- more fun you know so the, more of a challenge
0: uh, from uh, just as a little bit of you know, context or if they had like taken off towards you, you still were in a position where you could have got to your car and in there faster. Right.
1: Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the only problem is I would have had to get in from the passenger side door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as long as I got in and locked the door, it would have been fine. But, um,
0: that's fine. You could crawl over to the driver's. side. Exactly.
1: But the way it was in ignoring them and not changing, I didn't change to a run. If yep. I were farther away, I probably still would have tried running, like, for it 1st Mm-hmm. You know? And if that changed anything, I would have started yelling. Because I was in a good position where I had, knew that if I yelled, they could hear me inside of the school.
0: Yeah, I not that far away.
1: Um, and Kylie was actually, like, right at the door. Mm-hmm. Kylie saw, like, some of it. She mm-hmm. saw them come around the corner. So if I yelled, I know Kylie would have been really fast To be like, Dad Gulls side. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was like, I've got got several grown men that will be outside to help me in an instant. And I was just sitting there making the plan of, if I have to do something, I just know that I'm going... I will only have to handle it for as much time as it takes Brian to be out that door into the parking lot. Yeah. The only problem is, you never want to have to get that far. Right. You know? Like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to take on two grown men and come out, like, on top, you know, with them on the ground. I can at least hold them off long enough for you to get there. You know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can hold them off long enough to have
1: backup. Okay, um, but it was a situation, and I found out later that my phone hadn't like warned me that I was out of um, minutes. Like I run on minute cards, I was out of call minutes, so I couldn't have called anybody. Like my phone was out of that, and that was like, oh, that's lovely.
0: You could call Um I mean,
1: yeah,
0: but the problem, any problem any is that phone, doesn't yeah. help. I, I, like,
1: it doesn't, because it's 9 to 11 minutes before they get there anyway. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, well, in our case, right here, we're like two minutes away from the police station.
2: Two blocks.
1: Yeah, yeah but it's minutes. still one of those things where, at mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. moment, I don't exactly... <laughs> I wouldn't have had the time to give them all of that information. Sure. I could have just called the number and had it in my pocket, sitting there, and they could just listen to what was happening. Mm-hmm. That was about all I could have done at that point, because... I'm not going to be distracted on my phone, mm-hmm. you know, when there are two possible wrongs yeah. coming me after, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize I haven't showed you this story on the podcast.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, sometimes ignoring and just focusing and not escalating it by making it a challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like I felt like by ignoring it, it was going to calm them down a little bit faster. Yeah. Maybe them just thinking that I didn't hear what they said. Because it was just how they said what they said. It's like, oh, she probably thinks we're going to whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like in my head, I was like, I haven't looked at them yet. I think I can pull off getting to my car and then just... Mm -hmm. I think I can make them hesitate by not changing Mm -hmm. pace or anything. So I just kept an even walk all the way to my car, got in and locked the door. Mm -hmm. And I flicked that car on really fast Mm -hmm. and turned my brights on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And that was one was just like, this is going to be lit up, and I will run you over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> My car is an improvised weapon.
1: Hell, mm-hmm. it has to be sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but in that... That's another form of de-escalation that you might have to use sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just not making it fun or making it a challenge for people who are in that impaired mm-hmm. state of mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I think uh, sometimes... And that brings up some things because your the way you carry yourself can be a de-escalation technique mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, just purely carrying yourself in such a way that looks like ah, that person is probably not the type of person who wants to be messed that needs mm-hmm. to be messed with. I
1: stared someone down one time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, you've stared people down.
2: Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Gentry is known for her stare down. <laughs> <laughs> How but does yet- RBF stop you from uh, being? <laughs> <laughs> deescalate situations there, gender. It
1: manages to make grown men scared of you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, People generally don't mess with me a whole lot unless they're zeroed in on my kids and have not really looked at me. Yeah. Once they look at me, they don't generally.
0: You got a specific RBF story?
2: Not really. No. Oh, really? <laughs> not right off the top of my head. No. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I had one one time where I was just like. I was taking driver's ed, and my friend was taking driver's ed with me, and she's small and, um, like, sweet as candy, you know, and this other girl there who is probably not from the best neighborhood, you know, (laughs) and definitely didn't act like it, you know, she had been saying some, like, off-the-wall stuff all week, you know, and I'm just watching her because it's just one of those things where it's just like, I I would just prefer to not have to deal with you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, because you don't seem like the most level-headed person in the first place. Well, she just comes up to my friend and like I don't know if she's like joking or if she just has a bad style of like joking and playing around or what. But she comes up to my friend. Like, you want to fight? And I like step in front of her and I just dead stare. It's <laughs> like I just took my friend and I put her behind me and I looked at the girl in the eyes and was just like. <laughs> and she was just like, it wouldn't be fun anyway, and walked away. <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> That was just a petty thing, you know, but that works sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's just not saying
2: anything, Mm -hmm. you know, because (laughs) I've stared many people down. I mean, I've, I've been approached by guys in parking lots. Um, Probably the worst one was coming out of a hotel in the parking lot headed towards the beach um, and they, I mean, there were several guys, it was bike week at Myrtle beach and there was a lot of guys in the parking lot and they were all surrounding their bikes and they started yelling at me. The bathing suit I had on, um, said Corona across the butt of it and <laughs> they proceeded to yell Corona at me and said some verbal things of what we could do possibly do and I did ignore them at first and it didn't get any better and others joined in and I did I did turn around and stare them all down and they stopped but (laughs) yeah I mean my husband was not with me at the time he was waiting for me out on the beach and had no idea what was going on in the parking lot but you know it's you don't normally come out into a parking lot where there's that many men just standing there waiting for someone to walk out that they can
1: Sometimes arrest, just letting people's imaginations like wander by not saying anything right. helps. Because right. especially if they're probably just doing it because I don't know. There are people that are not actually that confident on the inside mm-hmm. that have that like whole persona that they put on it makes mm-hmm. them more likely to get into fights and all mm-hmm. of that crap, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because they want to appear one way mm-hmm. when they know they're not all that on the inside they just want to appear that way <laughs> and so sometimes just staring people down it brings right. out that inner like questioning of themselves mm-hmm. just of i don't know what this person is capable of mm-hmm. and i just said all that and now
2: they're staring at me and i don't know what they're thinking yeah what
1: do i do it's mm-hmm.
2: like i'm to just back off <laughs> i think i tend to go between either stare them down or humor it's one or the other yeah. for the most part for me. If, if I can get away with humor to de-escalate it, then I will. Mm-hmm. But then in some situations, that just encourages it. So, But I would say those are the two things that I generally do more than anything else.
0: I had a guy pull a gun on me and I stared him down and he handed me the pistol. <laughs> Gentry saw it.
2: <laughs> it was hilarious.
0: It was last night.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 it, it was a very tall, young man with long hair on the top, if you know who I'm referring to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we were doing gun defense. I, that's that purely a joke. That one has you know?
2: already admitted he's scared of
1: me. <laughs> I think he's scared of most of us.
0: Hey. Yeah.
1: He's got good sense, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We were doing gun defense last night. He just, like, shoves the gun in my face, and I just stare at him, and he goes, mm-hmm. and just handed it to me.
2: He just drops his head.
0: Yeah, he just <laughs> dropped his head and handed <laughs> me the pistol. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't count on that to actually work in a real situation. It, it was a, you know, a, a rather large teenager. Mm-hmm. It was just a joke.
2: Having a powerful
1: presence definitely <laughs> helps with the escalation.
0: It really does, though, it, in all
1: seriousness. Yeah, like having that air of confidence, like mm-hmm. making, you're not like puffing your chest out and making yeah. yourself bigger, but like squaring your shoulders, mm-hmm. standing up, and having an air of, I know exactly what mm-hmm. I'm capable of. Do you? Mm -hmm. Um, That really gets to people. And I think it also helps when you use the traditional verbal de-escalation. I think it helps... Calm people down faster because it's not what they expect. mm -hmm. It's a switch. So,
0: yeah, in a situation like that, let's say we're using the traditional kind of de escalation techniques where you're really calm and everything else. If you are standing there and being really calm and look confident in your abilities Mm -hmm. to handle the situation if need be, they're going to be a lot Mm -hmm. more likely to back down in a situation Mm -hmm. like that than if you're actually like, you do all this and you look like you're cowering. Mm -hmm. Let's let's not fight, you know, whatever. And you you look like you're scared you know then there's uh, that's a completely different thing you're giving off and then they're going to have that chance to bully you Mm -hmm. in such a way and everybody thinks about bullying purely from kids perspective but you know Mm -hmm. in all honesty Mm -hmm. a a criminal and somebody looking for a target they are looking for someone they can bully that's the same type of Mm -hmm. mentality and the same type of idea there
1: it kind of makes me think of when like this is probably going to make you when a cat does something that gets them backed into a corner you know like, cats just have that switch that cuts off for some reason, and they'll just, like, claw your foot, you know, for no reason. And just because, ah, something to claw. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. And then they, like, run away, but they end up backing themselves into a corner subconsciously. And so if you're, like, back at them in the corner, they're going to, like, rear up and hiss, you know, and lash out. Mm-hmm. But if you back off and give them a chance to walk away, they will generally, like, calm down and slink mm-hmm. away, you know? And that's kind of the way I think of most... Bad guys, you know, not bad guys, but, like, people who are not being level-headed, you know, Mm -hmm. they back themselves into a corner. And then they don't see any way out without fighting, you know. But they're sitting there thinking, oh, crap, oh, crap, what did I just get myself into? But they can't seem to stop themselves from Mm -hmm. making it worse, Mm -hmm. you know. So whenever you have that calm, confident presence of this is not going to end well for you if you continue, but I'm offering you a way out, they Mm -hmm. usually slink away. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I see de-escalation. I think
0: people tend to forget a lot of times that a a criminal, a career criminal, somebody who only makes their money and their living by committing crimes, okay, they too still have those same... Fears and everything else that a normal person does in that situation. They're still in a adrenalized state and all this kind of stuff. And there is a certain script that usually follows most of the time, and that is overwhelmed person, person goes, oh, it gets, you know, crazy. They take what they want, and then they leave. Okay, and when that doesn't go according to plan, then they're the ones that put on like, oh, whoops, mm-hmm. you know, And you have to remember that that person is still human. Yeah, they may have more experience Mm -hmm. hitting that adrenaline than you do, which is why I think training is super, super important, Mm -hmm. and especially stress scenario-type training, super important. But still yet, uh, it's going to be – got to think about it. Okay, uh, you have a career criminal that's doing that kind of stuff all the time. How many times do they have somebody like rare back up at them? It's very Mm -hmm. rare. Um, or in in, in any way try to deescalate the situation it's usually like an overwhelm take what they want, leave Mm -hmm. and when then you have that situation where it's like the opposite of that and it it doesn't go according to script that happens a lot less than somebody who is regularly training and used to being put in a situation where the adrenaline is constantly touched Mm -hmm. because oh I just got punched in the face I mean we've got gloves on but you know I just got punched in the face how do I deal with this or something along Mm -hmm. those lines you know
1: I think there's that moment where they have to decide to commit to doing mm-hmm. what they yeah. were planning on doing, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to give them the opportunity to back off, be that one way or another, be that by shaking their confidence mm-hmm. or just making it calm so they have the opportunity to walk away, Yeah, you know, you have to find that moment where it's make or break, where they have either decided to or decided, you know, can decide not to. There's that, that there's that moment in time that you have exploit because Mm -hmm. even people who come up with violent intentions even if it's not just an everyday person-to-person argument if it's someone intending to do something they're still going to have that moment where they have to decide to commit to it okay giving them that off that opportunity to uh, put their tail between their legs and walk away Mm -hmm. it's it's what you have to find Mm -hmm. because once they make that decision of okay well i'm committed your likelihood of getting them to stop, mm-hmm. you know, is not yeah. is not as great. But if you can find that moment in between where they're not as fully committed and shake their confidence, mm-hmm. be that just by staring them down or saying the right thing, you know. Shake their confidence in what they're doing so they have to decide mm-hmm. to turn around and remind them that they have the opportunity to turn around, mm-hmm. you
2: know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: Man, this was going really, really well. I, I sitting, be
1: a fun topic.
0: I was sitting here thinking, like, man, there's not a whole lot we're gonna to have to cut out, honestly. This part obviously. But I mean, you know.
2: I almost started laughing though though, when Jada was in the middle of telling her story about the parking lot because when she said that she came back in the back to get it to told you and Scott, all I could picture is Scott chasing after him in his van. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Scott, and I did go. Scott,
1: Scott just looks van, at me the next the week van. He goes, "You don't have to worry about those guys." I don't are like, "I see you drove your BMW today." He's like, "Yeah, I don't have any other vehicles." <laughs>
2: <laughs> all I can picture is Scott headed after him. With, yeah, you just with the see. Because <laughs> like, I came
1: inside and you can just see like Scott. Scott go. Where did they go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I feel like mm-hmm. Scott's ready to bash someone in.
0: We, I don't remember who... We turned the class over to somebody, and he and I went out. Was it Daniel? Maybe it was Daniel. I
1: think I it know. was Daniel.
0: Okay, I couldn't remember who was here. We just said, here, you do this, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah,
1: because they went what out the on? back door. And I was just <laughs> like, okay. Because I was shaken up, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was able to handle it. I, I realized I had this like huge adrenaline dump after, usually. Mm-hmm. I'm okay that's, that's, in the moment. That, I have a good... Moment of in the moment sense, Mm -hmm. you know, but after it's over, I have a whole lot of trouble coming down from it. Well, like I have good, I got, I've almost a surreal calm when something Mm -hmm. starts, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah, and that's what kind of those little situations. That's what clues me in on. I think I would actually do well, Mm -hmm. like. As well as someone can do, if something were to actually happen. If mm-hmm. that had gone
2: further, mm-hmm. I still had my mind,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. And it didn't completely, you know,
2: fall out my butt, you know? <laughs> you saw me the day that we had the situation in the grocery store. Yeah. You saw me come in hours after it happened, and you said that you saw when I walked in the door that something was not right Oh, with yeah, the me. moment you walked in the door. I did not realize that it was still affecting me until you said something to me, and I was like, oh... i'm i still feel that yeah um Mm -hmm. but that adrenaline it was within two or three minutes after the situation ended i was i was fully shaking and it was hard for me to remember what i was trying to do to finish what i was doing in the store trying to put it all together make sure those guys were not still there but i remember i mean It felt like every bit of energy in my body was gone. I could just barely function at that point. And it was hours later when you noticed, Mm -hmm. when I came through the door, that I was not right. So, I mean, it it lasts for hours.
0: And that kind of goes to play with everything. Um, You know, self-defense situations, uh, like when I fought, uh, everything, I, I was calm, cool, all the way up to the point of the fight. Did the fight. I was okay during the fights. And, and, and mm-hmm. basically every fight. Uh, there was a couple times where I was nervous before a fight. But, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of get over that mm-hmm. to an extent. And then, like, but afterwards, mm-hmm. the adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's no way to stop it from dumping eventually.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> eventually, there is going to be the dump if mm-hmm. you have that. But...
0: <clears throat> eventually, you're going to have to take a dump. That's what I heard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your adrenaline is going to dump. <laughs> eventually.
0: eventually. All right. So with that in mind, I think we can probably start wrapping this one up.
2: I was gonna say you almost could have done one on de-escalation and on adrenaline dumping.
0: I know, mm-hmm. almost. We might have to come back and like revisit that subject specifically because I think that would be that would be pretty good. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, or watching or however you're taking this one make sure we don't say this often enough make sure that you go on and rate us and review us on apple podcast because it's the easiest way uh easiest place to actually write a review uh but you can actually leave a review a you know like a star review or a thumbs up or something like that on most of the platforms now that are out there for listening to podcast be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. That's something else that we don't usually say very mm-hmm. often. Share it on some social media. That really helps. Okay, it helps us. And then it helps also to kind of get the the word out about self-defense and safety and all that kind of stuff. So we really appreciate you guys for, like, sharing our content and stuff like that. Uh, keep your eyes open on our other channels like we have our YouTube channel. Uh, we're trying to put out and work on getting more and more content on that um, also, you know, we got some gear reviews and some different things like that. We got some more videos on all that coming. Um, I'm really excited about that. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. We're trying to do as much as we possibly can anyway. So check all that out. Any closing comments from me, one of you ladies?
1: Throughout the week, look for examples of de-escalation that you see like coming mm-hmm. up in your life. Not to give you homework, but do some homework. Mm-hmm. Um, recognize recognize the everyday de-escalation and um, learn what kind of de-escalation works best in what situations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that way you can kind of figure out how to better apply it to even more dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah? And practice being a reasonable person. <laughs> practice de-escalation first.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. please. We don't want to escalate every situation. I, we, we always tell everybody that comes through, any situation, any fight that you can avoid, any situation that you can avoid using de-escalation is a win. No,
1: avoid using de-escalation. What?
0: Any situation that you can avoid by using de-escalation techniques is a win. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't say that right. But any sig-
1: You said any situation where you can avoid de-escalation is a win.
0: That's right. We want to avoid de-escalation at all costs. Punch (laughs) them in the face as many times as possible. No, that's a joke. Okay. Avoid by using de-escalation techniques. (laughs) All right, on that note, we'll see you in the next one.
1: Stay safe. Stay alert. (laughs) Bye, guys.
0: (laughs) Let me just get Gentry laughing in the background there. I thought she was going to say bye. Oh, I was going
2: to, but I was still
0: laughing. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard. Middle of an
2: event. I'm over here, like nobody. Off. <laughs> That's my mom. Hello. Just I am not at home.
0: This conversation is being recorded.
2: Hmm. I've heard there's supposed to be storms in the afternoon, but I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Love you too. Bye.